0: We've got a great show today. Bob Raleigh, former corporate director of programming for Cumulus Media, is with us, and we're going to be talking about the Beatles, George Harrison, and uh, the message of love that those guys brought with their music, and how much they influenced the the you know the whole scope of music, so to speak. So uh, buckle up, stay tuned. We're ready to rock.
1: Welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast. A discovery of God's word, one song, and a few verses at a time. Here's your host, Rockin' Odd Todd.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Song and Verse Podcast. A discovery of God's word through song and verse. I am your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. And man, we have a great show planned out today. Um, You know, the Beatles were a huge phenomenon in the music world they uh really really set the stage for so many bands and influenced so many different genres and and uh just musicians in general um really really kind of set the stage for 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 bands like alice cooper for for kiss for um you know so many so many american bands especially uh the monkeys and you know just really influenced the music scene, so to speak. And everybody, at some point, wanted to be like the Beatles, it seemed like. Uh, whether you like George, uh, John, Paul, or Ringo, um, you really felt connected to them. And it, you know, their music kind of transcended uh, society, so to speak. So we're going to talk a little bit about them. We're going to talk a little bit about George Harrison as well, and his album, All Things Must Pass. And with that, I'd like to welcome this episode's guest, Bob Raleigh, former corporate director of programming for Cumulus Media. How's it going, Bob?
1: It's going well, going well. Still hungered down for from the quarantine. I don't think I've stepped outside for six weeks, so I think the sun's still shining. I'm not sure.
0: I hear you. You know, this is the first day that I've actually pulled out the beard trimmer and got it all <laughs> shaped <laughs> up and actually looking a little better, cut off some of the... Uh, the dangling hairs there um, probably still got a little bit more of a mullet going on than I would like to have. But anyway, um, so we have a mutual yep. friend, Dr. Carrie Fink, that uh, has really kind of placed our paths together. And um, knowing your history and, and how much you really really uh, enjoyed the 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 music of the Beatles, this seemed like the perfect time to bring you in as a guest and really talk to you because you know uh, those guys were pretty phenomenal. In the fact that they kind of flip music on its head, Um, and coming from an old rock metal guy um, myself, I was never a huge Beatles fan, but the influence they had on so many different, you know, bands and musicians, music would not look the same without the Beatles.
1: No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, You know, and I've, you know, unlike you, I've been a fan of theirs. Really, since the early '60s, I was living in Germany uh, mm-hmm. in 1962, 63, and when they were becoming popular there before they hit the states. So I've been a fan since, since the early '60s. The thing about them, and you're absolutely right on the, the influence that they've had on really all genres of music, not yeah. not just not just pop. And they were and they were proficient at all genres. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they started off as a skiffle band. Basically, which is country, but uh, you know, broke out into pop, rock, um, uh, easy listening. I mean, uh, just about every genre of music that you can think of. Yeah, I mean, uh, they even they kind of did of they some had pretty hard
0: rock stuff there, you know, uh, yeah, with the white yeah. album and, th- and that
1: kind of deal. So, right, absolutely. And 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 the impact that they have had and continue to have, I mean, 50, 60 years after the fact, they still have an impact. Mm-hmm. on on society today. Uh, people are still talking about them. People are still raving about uh, and talking about what they've done. You know, McCartney is still out there uh, touring. Ringo is still out there touring, uh, right. you know, and they're both in their seventies. So they're still relevant. Even, even today, 60 years, 50 years after the fact.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know a little bit little bit about my history from from Fridays with Alice, but you know Alice Cooper kiss, and even some of these really really heavy metal bands have always kind of paid homage to the beatles and um you know i I think even the fact that all all four members uh if correct me if I'm wrong, but all four members sang at some point on tracks as well yep um,
1: yeah they yeah they they did uh, you know it was always primarily Paul and John but Uh, George, Ringo, uh, they had, they had four singers you know, they had a conversation one time, uh, you know, with uh, uh, one of the members of the Rolling Stones and they said, you know, they were telling him, I think it was Bill Wyman. I can't remember which, which member of the Stones. It might've been Bill said, you guys were lucky. You had four vocalists. We had just one. Right. Uh, right you know so so and and the Beatles even made that comment to Elvis at one time the one time that they met Elvis mm-hmm. they made that comment they said well there's four of us there's only one of you we don't see how you do it because right. at least there's four of us so you're you're right they were they were while well, there were four individuals they were a unit
0: and 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 you know I, I don't want to dive too too far down in in that uh down that rabbit hole but at the same time you know I look i growing up you know Kiss was a a big you know more of an act than than anything for me to to listen to i really enjoyed the whole superhero kind of you know Mm -hmm. mentality behind it and i wonder sometimes if having four singers and four you know distinct uh musical personalities if that doesn't uh you know if that makes more conflict than it actually does help because they all kind of want to go in their own different way and do you know much about the beatles Did that kind of happen to them
1: well, it it actually is part of what actually broke them up. Uh, you know, everybody seems to, you know, myth is, and, and, and myths are always bigger than reality. But the myth was that Yoko broke the Beatles up. Well, Yoko right. did not break the Beatles up. The Beatles broke the Beatles up. Uh, mm-hmm. Because at that point, they all were going in their all separate directions. Prior to 1970, when they actually did officially break up, each one of the members had left the group at one point or another. Gotcha. Uh, they, you know, Ringo left during the White Album sessions. Mm-hmm. He left the group, but came back. Uh, George left the group during the uh, during the Let It Be sessions and came back. John actually uh, during the Abbey Road sessions officially he quit, but they kept it quiet because they had just worked out a new deal with the record label and they wanted to keep it quiet in order to get that finalized it wasn't until paul finally when he came out with his album in 1970 and said i'm leaving the beatles uh, that that it became well known but the group the group broke up the group and it was because they had at that point in their lives uh they had been through so much but they had become individual men at that point and each having their own 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 interest and own things that they wanted to to do
0: well, and, and that really kind of leads us into, you know, the topic of this, this podcast, which is really uh, the quote unquote silent beetle, uh, George Harrison. Um, I, I read a little bit up uh, about him and got to know a little bit of, about what to, you know, to expect. Of course, I've heard a lot of George's uh, material, but never, uh, you know dove very deep into who George was and it's it's interesting to see some of this stuff and um, so you know with the 1970 album All Things Must Pass I think it was kind of like maybe his first out first opportunity to really kind of express himself you know individually would you agree with that?
1: Yeah absolutely it was in fact uh, you know a lot of the tracks that are on that album he wrote while he was still with the Beatles but did not have the opportunity to um, you know to record them with the group um, you know so he was somewhat overshadowed mm-hmm. uh, you know by John and Paul uh, with it, within the group but uh, George uh, doesn't sometimes I don't think gets the credit that he deserves he was a very uh, warm loving individual mm-hmm. uh, and and he embraced uh, he really started to embrace um, and looking for answers, really back around the time they were filming the movie, Help, okay. uh, is about the time when he started really questioning things and and really beginning to look for answers beyond the stardom of the group and beyond the craziness that was going on at that time with Beatlemania. And he's really the first one that, that tried to, to fight other things. And he dabbled in, you know, as they all did, in drugs and, and experimenting with things of that nature. But he soon realized that that really wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, initially on, he was, you know, he was, he was raised a Catholic. He came from a Catholic Protestant family. Uh, which was really unusual in Liverpool uh, back in the 40s yeah. when he was born. Uh, but that's that's how he was raised. And, uh, you know, around the mid-60s, he, he started to dabble a little bit with Eastern religion, but picked up the sitar and started dabbling with that. But at that same time, he was beginning to awaken a little bit to, you know, there's something else out there. There is something that is driving this force and and i need to find out what it is and and you know re re re-embracing for him uh christ and i think that the all things must uh, pass album was sort of his opening up album the the the, you know here it is this is how i feel i'm no longer you know just going to keep my feelings secret Uh, and to myself here's how i feel and of course came out with my sweet lord as the first single which i think surprised a lot of people because there were a lot of people that were unaware that that you know he was known as the quiet beetle but he was also probably one of the most thoughtful ones but at that point he really was opening up his uh, beliefs his christian beliefs and opening things up as far as how he felt um, and knowing that there was something out there, and at that time, I too, I think, he was still wavering a little bit, and still, you know, he was he was, he was into the Eastern religion, but he was still he, did, he didn't discard, um, you know, Christianity, and he realized, you know what? It's Christ. It's it's that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's let's stop looking for objects and let's embrace love in Christ and Christ in love because they're one and the same. And, and that's how he felt. And so, uh, you know, My Sweet Lord, uh, you know, was the first single that he released off of that album, became a huge hit, number one hit. In uh, fact, I think it was the best-selling song, uh, yeah, best-selling single for, for that year, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he, and if you, listen to, if you listen to that particular song, he actually uh, goes back and forth between, uh you know he said yeah, i put in the hallelujah because i knew i needed to embrace that he's but he, you know he, he also put in hari krishna because at that point again he was embracing eastern and uh eastern religion but he felt that like both sung to the same purpose and so that's why he has both hallelujah and hari krishna in there and that uh, the, that song he even though he was it was rumored and he was sued because it was, everybody thought that he, the inspiration for that song was He's So Fine by the Chiffons. His, his true inspiration for that song came from Edward Hawkins' singer's Oh Happy Day. Wow! Uh, and that was really what inspired him uh, to write that song and, and uh, that refrain at the end of Oh Happy Day where they just keep singing Oh Happy Day, Oh Happy Day. That's why he put in Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Uh, well, in, and it, and it was so. It,
0: it was so interesting during that time period that so much, you know, so many of the top forty hits and stuff, and and you know, songs getting a lot of major airplay were very, very spiritual and, you know, very God-based, so to speak.
1: They, um, they were. They were. Put Put Your Hand in the Hand by Ocean was another mm-hmm. one that was a huge hit. Uh, you know, uh, Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. Uh, you George Harrison's My Sweet Lord, Oh Happy Day. You're absolutely right. There was yeah. there was that period right there where where I think I think I think everybody was looking for answers. They were coming out of a, the the sixties where it was turbulent from 68, 69. Uh, sure. You know, the, the, the country was in turmoil. Um, you know Vietnam was was raging at that point. And I think everybody was was looking for answers and and a lot of people started turning to God, turning to Christ or re- returning. I should say in, in many cases, myself sure. included, myself mm-hmm. included, I began to start turning back to Christ around that same time. Um, you know, and, and the George Harrison album, it's the, is the one that really woke me back up again and got me back pointed in that direction.
0: Well, and, and so, you know, my sweet Lord, of course, um, you know, that, that there's no doubt that, 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 and, and that's probably the, the, the most well-known song off of that album too, I would think. Um, but, but the ones that, the, that really kind of spoke to me, and, and you had mentioned as well, you know, Hear Me, Lord, and Awaiting On You All, which, you know, Awaiting On You All is what this uh, particular post is about and this podcast is about. And, and what really, the line that really kind of stuck out to me was, you don't need no passport, you don't need no visas, you don't need to designate or to immigrate before you can see Jesus. If you open up your heart, you'll, you'll see he's right there, always was, and will be. He'll relieve you of your cares. And, and you know, one of the interesting things about this ministry and, and what we're really trying to talk about is a, uh, it was an idea that, that Alice Cooper really kind of came up with or, or he put in a, a book entitled Rock Gets Religion and you know he spoke about the fact that he doesn't really believe in atheists uh god's dna is in every single person um in their being in their soul um and you know he's left his his witness marks so to speak in all of us and it's a matter of us you know searching for him because he's right there you know ready to answer at any point that we knock and um and so much of the expression of music and art and you know any any sort of even theatrical some dance you know that kind of deal mm-hmm. we're exp- we are becoming forms of expression so to speak mm-hmm. and and i see i see god in everyone you know right. um, now have have they all embraced it or have all, have they all figured out that jesus is is the reasoning for it all no Um, but it's our responsibility to help navigate and point them in that direction. Um, and I think one of the the problems, and and you you guys, you and I had spoken about this a little bit off camera, um, with when it comes to Christianity, I think so many people kind of steer in the direction of other Christians instead of actually opening a Bible and searching for Christ themselves. And we're fallible Christians creatures you know so but, but I'll let you kind of you know talk about your experience and what, what you were going through and how you kind of came to that
1: point well and you you know and you hit on and, and particularly in the line that, that George has in a in waiting on you all which is actually my favorite song of that album mm-hmm. uh, you know even more so than my sweet lord and, and hear me lord um, and it was actually one of those songs that You know, prior to that album, I was more of a melody guy when I'd listen to music, I was like more into the melody and the words were like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. Those are nice words, but I was more into the melody. When I was listening and particularly heard this song, it was one of those, wait, 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 what what did he just say? And I, you know, I'd go back and re-listen and re-listen and re-listen and you know, it was, began to sink in with me that, and, and the line that you pulled out is absolutely the one that caught my attention. We don't need things Mm-mm. to, re, to remind us, you know, we don't, you know, we need to stop looking for things and, and look for Christ and, and embrace Christ because that's really what, you know, what it truly is. You know, he's the one that, that is, you know, that, that is saving us uh, and, and, he's the one that that will guide us through everything if we just let him. I think part of the problem is is and I have I fought it for a long time. You know, I had to do everything myself. It's got to mm-hmm. be me. All of, you know, I'll make the decision. I'll do it myself. And, you know, unfortunately, myself got myself into a lot of trouble uh, and and made a lot of bad decisions. It's when I said, "Okay, I'm 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 done. It's all yours. Take right. it away." Uh, that, that, you know, I really realized, you know, that I was, that, that I was fighting the wrong battles uh, along the way. And, and, uh, and once I realized that and let, and let God and let, and let, you know, him make the decisions and just turn everything over to him and just follow his direction and follow his will, um, then you know I, I, you know I stopped getting into trouble as much, uh, you know, and and realized that his way was a, a thousand percent more, a thousand percent better than than anything that I could even dream of or think of. Yeah. Uh, his blessings and his gifts have just been more than than I would have ever anticipated for myself. if I had just you know listened to early on. Uh, you know the blessings probably would have come earlier, but they didn't. And uh, you know, but uh, it's it's it, at least you know, and I try to tell everybody, it's you know, stop stop searching for the wrong things search for the search for search for for christ don't search for christianity search for christ mm-hmm. and that's 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 where you will find find the answer um you know it doesn't mean that that you can't become a part of a christian community and find a, a, a church community that's, that that you want to be a part of that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is don't search for the building don't search for the people in the building search for the person that the building represents, and that's Christ.
0: Yeah, amen to that. And and you know, in in the actual chorus, when uh, he says the Lord is awaiting on you all to awaken and see, um, you know, I I really that that line in particular as well just kind of spoke to me, and I was like, okay, so so what scripturally is that telling us? You know, and and I was able to really really kind of relate it to Ephesians five, and I you know, 13 through 17 was the, the entire passage. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that really kind of sticks out most is uh wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you, yep. you know? And yep. so it's like, uh, you know, are you just going to sit there and sleep your whole life? Or are you going to allow him to do something with you? You know?
1: Well, well, and I think, you know, and I think one of the keys to that too is patience, mm-hmm. which is, which is something that I had a tough time st- struggling with for a, for a long time uh you know even after i realized that that you know god was leading me and and i needed to wait on his his plan uh you know as we all know uh you know his timetable and our timetable aren't necessarily the same and you know i can remember you know praying every day you know please you know help me with this help me with this help me with this uh you know and I'd be patient and not hear anything you know one day I just finally said you know in a prayer I said god remember we don't live to be 300 years old anymore <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know I've got a short period here you know and, and but it, it it's it's the same thing it's like you got to wake up and realize that that he is working he may not you may not see it right this immediate moment when you want to see it mm-hmm. but but it will happen and he will answer your your prayers and he will he will help you and guide you and show you the proper way if you just if you just wake up and and be patient
0: well and, and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this as well because you're you're exactly right that the the patience picture is um is a huge part of it all and and what I think sometimes we get kind of wrapped up in is comparison and, you know, um, God's doing this and such and such. And the timing on that was nowhere near the timing that I feel like I'm going through. And, you know, it's, it, it's very, very vital and important to know that what he's doing in all of us is very individual with one common goal, you know, mm. of, of spreading his gospel and, and, you know, uh, and, promoting his his word you know through all of us um but in my own personal life what I've noticed is it's it's almost like it's almost like the carrot and and the you know the horse it's like come on let's let's go a little further this way and 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 it's almost like he's leading me and and the little things along the way that that I just thought were you know Oh, uh, uh that was that wasn't a big deal. That wasn't a big deal. Let's get to the bigger deal. And once you get to that big deal, you notice that he was setting you up that whole time yes. and leading you to that big deal. And those little deals made a difference along the way. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, it absolutely does, because that's that's happened so many times to me where I uh the exact same thing. I go, Well, you know, again, that was insignificant, that was insignificant. Wait a minute. Now that I look back at it going, that insignificant thing led to this other. More significant thing, which led to another, which led me to where I am right, right at this moment, uh, you, you know, and and you know the blessing that God has just given me. I went through all these, what I considered insignificant, but turned out to be very significant. Yeah. Um, you know, God's just not going to, you know, just all of a sudden dump things in your lap. He's, he's he, you know, he, he, he you know, wants to teach you, you know, yeah. and, and, and I think that's what he does. And sometimes, again, we don't realize that's what he's doing, but he wants to test, you know, he wants to test your faith, wants to make sure, uh, you know, wants you to be sure, uh, you know, he already knows, but he wants you to be sure. Uh, of of your faith and so he does things to test it along the way uh, to make sure but again he pl- plots it out to where it makes to where it works to where you're ready for it you know sometimes you we ask for things that we're really not ready for yet uh, sure. and god and god knows that god knows we're not ready for that yet and so mm-hmm. you know where we think he's silent he's not he's just going yeah okay but not yet right and, and, right and that's and that's what he's doing
0: Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, God does answer with silence every now and then, and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, accept that and, and learn to love that piece of silence as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like to steer in a little different direction here. So, so former, uh, corporate director of programming for Cumulus Media, um, you know, you kind of mentioned that you're, you're, awakening so to speak to christ sort of happened in in you know 1970 around that time or or early 70s so how did that influence you uh in your in your position at work as well
1: well you know it's it's interesting i mean real briefly readers digest version here uh you know when when i was living in germany i'm an army brat my dad was Mm -hmm. stationed in germany and uh at that time in germany I became an altar boy. I was raised Catholic, and I became an altar boy and really became enamored. Uh, And that's really when I started you know, understanding uh, a little bit more about the faith and what have you. And I enjoyed being an altar boy. This is when Catholics were still doing everything in Latin. And so I had to learn Latin And, and as an altar boy. Well, then, you know, as I got into high school, sort of wavered off a little bit and, and uh, you know, started just having fun uh, mm-hmm. outside of outside of the faith and experimenting like everybody else did. And yep. then, uh, you know, then the George Harrison album woke me back up again and slowly rebuilt my faith. And I think, you know, it was always in the back of my mind as I was going through uh, going through my career, uh, you know, from an on air talent, moving into a program directorship, becoming an ops manager, and then finally becoming corporate director of programming, uh, you know, and at that time I was overseeing seventy five radio stations across the country, which kept me pretty busy. But if I didn't stay grounded in my faith and, and I start as I do now, I start every morning uh, with an hour, uh, of time with God. And I would ask him to, to, you know, guide me through the day, give me the strength, give me the wisdom, uh, you know, to make the right decisions, to, to say the right things, to help, you know, to help the people that I, that I was overseeing, to work with the the teams that I was in charge of, of working with. Uh, and I, I think it truly helped me in a lot of ways of, of, Understanding the step because when you when you 're dealing with seventy five radio stations across the country and those staffs you 've got a wide diverse group of people that you 're dealing with from all parts of the country I mean I had stations everywhere from from Florida to california you know and and everywhere in between and I think because of my faith and because of my Conversations with God, and, and and especially when it came to to major decisions mm-hmm. uh, that I had to make, uh, you know, I would always pray first. I would always ask for wisdom first, to contemplate it first, and or if I had to deal with a particular air talent, particular personality, per, particular program director that I knew maybe somewhat uh, of a trial, so to speak, uh, you know, th- th- that I would ask for guidance on that. And I think that's why I was able to, to do the job that I did as successfully as I did um, and, and, uh, and do it as, you know, I'm not bragging on myself because God is the one that really allowed me to do the job that I did uh, as well as I did. Uh, you know it wasn't me, it was God that that really directed me. It was through him through me that he directed everybody um, and so I was able to I think be able to deal with all of the different egos and personalities mm-hmm. and everything from national talent that I dealt with and and you know in addition to to uh, you know corporate director of programming at Cumis, we also owned the Westwood One radio network, and so I had to deal with a lot of uh, network talent. Uh, as well, uh, and deal with all the the idiosyncrasies of that. And so it was uh, a case of just, you know, my faith guiding me through particularly the tough tough decisions and the frustrating situations that I would hit, Um, you know, because you're going to have frustrations when you're dealing dealing with something that big of a a situation. uh, There are going to be days where things just aren't going right somebody's not doing something right, somebody messed up somewhere, uh, you know, and how do you deal with that? And, and it's, it was, it was through, through, you know, patience, love and faith that I think guided me through, through all of that. And I met some incredibly wonderful and talented people that to this day, even though now I've been retired now almost four years, uh, to this day, I'm still close friends with people that I worked with because I developed these great relationships. And God's the one that put me in their, in their path, um, yeah. you know, uh, for whatever reasons, whether it was to help somebody out, help somebody grow, help somebody become a better uh, radio broadcaster, whatever the case, you know, better talent, whatever the case may be, even a better person. Uh, if there was a way I could help them, I would, I would try to help them. And that's the way I approached everything. I didn't, I didn't approach it as uh, I'm better than you, or I'm smarter than you, or I'm the I'm the corporate guy. you got to do it my way or, or hit the road. I never approached it that way. Uh, I always approached it. Um, you know, from an angle of, Hey, we're in, you know, we're working through this together. Let's, 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 let's come up with solutions together on this and figure this out together. Uh, and, and when they did something right, I made sure everybody knew that they did something right. Uh, yeah, so.
0: Well, and, and, and you bring up a really good point <laughs> there. Um, because, you know, my, my wife and I have been watching a uh, series called The Chosen. Um, mm-hmm. Great, where, uh, great series. Love oh, that. man, it's, it's phenomenal. And, you know, so many people, I think, well, I say so many, I think the church in general, when we read the Bible, we see, we almost put these 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 men and women up on superhero status as if they, they were, you know, perfect beings or something. Yeah. And I think. You know the chosen, and and even just God's word. If you really read it and and, and dissect it, you see people that are just being people. Yeah, you know they did, they didn't all get along. They didn't no. all see eye to eye on everything. You no. know, and um, and so I, I think that's 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 really valid, legit to, to to you know go down that direction. So so my my major uh, or not major, but my uh, my question so. Was it top forty? Was that
1: more? No, well, um, or multiple know, I, genres I, I, or what? I've, I've I've done multiple formats. When I was with Cumulus, my primary uh, format of working was with country, with the country format. But okay. I've, I've but I've worked with all formats: top forty, rock, uh, news talk, oldies. Uh, you know, about the only format that I have not worked with is Hispanic. Uh, you know, but but I've dealt with. But like I said, my primary focus. Uh, with Cumulus was uh, overseeing their country music platform and, and working with all of the country-formatted st- country radio stations that we had. But as, as I said, throughout my, my career, I have done top 40. I've programmed top 40. I've programmed rock. I've programmed news talk. I've programmed sports. I've programmed um, almost, almost every format. in worked Got with you. almost every format.
0: So, so I, you know, I I had some buddies from Nashville, um, some that worked for for CMT and all that, mm-hmm. all that good jazz. And um, uh, it's so funny, you know. I, I'm sure you know the 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 going joke with country music is if you play the record back, you get everything that you ever wanted because yeah. you never got anything you want playing it forward. You know, you always yeah. lost everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but you know, with country music, it's it's really easy to to pick out. Faith in quite a few songs, even with major artists, oh yes, but but, but going through all the other genres, when you hear um, and this is you know going back to the religious box, so to speak, when you hear somebody saying, Oh, you can't listen to this, you can't listen to that, uh, you're allowing Satan in, you're allowing this, you're allowing that. what what do you think when you hear those sort of things you know being in, in the profession that you were in for so many years and having such a deep faith? How did that make you feel when you heard those kind of questions or statements? Well,
1: you know, and there, there was a point uh you know where I, I, I was a little bit of that same same philosophy of of you know, oh, I can't listen to I can't listen to that or I or we should be playing this song uh or we shouldn't, you know. And you know, and quite honestly there are there are some groups and some songs out there that sure. that that do steer in that direction purposely. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, the 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 group embraces Satanism or the group embraces, you know, anything that's anti-religion or anything that's anti-Christ. Uh, and so you have to be careful. I think you have to be discerning. And I think that's where, where you have to, to, to learn to, to be, have discernment when it comes to God's Word mm-hmm. and, and understand what he's really saying. And I think to a certain degree it goes back to, um, you know, hate the sin but love the sinner uh, type of philosophy. Uh, where you know sometimes they're going to do things just for shock value we're going to do things because that's their that's their shtick that's their role in in life uh, you know so to speak as far as showbiz is concerned um, I mean you 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 go back and, and, and you know with all the work that you're doing with Alice Cooper I mean in the early days of Alice uh, you know he he sort of had that that uh image i can remember you know i hate to say how old i am but i played his stuff when it was brand new sure. you know and and I, I was playing his stuff on the radio when it was brand new and I, I initially i before i knew anything about the man um you know thought oh you know this guy is just he's probably one of the most horrible people in the world well, you know, obviously Look. i was i was wrong because i i judged him incorrectly that was that was his niche well get, and, and get
0: into that. And on, on a, a quick note on that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still really new to the whole Alice Cooper uh experience, you know, in, in the eighties is when I was introduced, at late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties with the song Poison that, you know, huge right. hit. And um what was what was a little what what was very interesting about them was they were very intellectual with their lyrics. And I didn't know that, you know, I, right. I just thought Alice Cooper was just a, uh, a another rock band like anybody else, you know, Kiss or the rest of them. But there was some really, really deep thought that went into quite a few of those lyrics.
1: Yeah, if you dig down into that, and, 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 you know, as I mentioned earlier, that I was more of a melody guy. until I really started paying attention to the lyrics. And if you do, if you really start digging down into the lyrics and, 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 Realize, you know, realize the context that they're really mm-hmm. putting it in. Uh, you know, it's 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 amazing the things that you that you really hear and you find out and you go, wait a minute, I've I, you know, I misread this all along or I misheard this all along, and, and, and uh, you know, they really have got something pretty deep here that they're talking about uh and they're really hitting on something that i uh, you know they've got it disguised as a rock song but you know Mm -hmm. what this is really a christian song or this is really a faith a faith-based song it's it's disguised you know with fuzz guitars and and heavy metal and everything else but it's but it's you know it's it's you know again it's an avenue that they can reach out to reach somebody that may not have reached otherwise i right. mean i was not i was not really big when i was growing up i wasn't really big at the gospel traditional gospel music i it just didn't sing to me it just didn't really i just had a hard time relating to it it didn't you know didn't appeal to me until you know until the beatles you know you know let it be and then of course the all things must pass album and all of that and i went you know this is really faith-based stuff it's just done in something where i can Relate to it, and something that makes me want to listen to it, and yeah. you know. And then at that point, I started experimenting with all the other genres of music, of finding faith-based music in other genres, and then going back to some of the traditional gospel songs and traditional hymns, and realizing how beautiful they are. But and I think that's the same thing with you know with Alice Cooper and some of these other bands that you know they're they're using they're using that genre of music. To, to preach the gospel, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, to re- and to reach out and hopefully maybe even if they get one person, even if they get one person to go, whoa, wait a minute, this is, this is something really, really good here, what I'm, that I, that, you know, and I really need to really explore this further and explore my faith and explore what Christ is all about and what God is all about. Even if, even if that just does that to one person, then, then it's worthwhile
0: no definitely and 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 that's really you know for anyone listening at home that that's really what this is about this this whole song and verse experience is is you know it's 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 wanting you to question and and really really seek for yourself who Christ was and and what he what he means and you know that 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 goes for somebody that that doesn't believe that goes for somebody that accepted the faith and may be a little stale in it at the current moment. Um, Somebody needs to rededicate it. And even for, for people that, that, you know, so to speak, feel like they're on top of their game. It is, you know, it's an experience, it's a journey, and you have to keep walking it in order to keep experiencing it and keep, you know, I always like to say peeling back layers of yourself to expose more Jesus, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And
1: the, and the journey doesn't end until we're, we're home with him. Right. I mean, and and, and it, the Bible is full of stories of, of, of people who questioned their faith or who wavered a little bit. I mean, you know, it's just a story of David alone. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, there's an example of somebody. Oh, yeah. the the Psalms is a
0: roller coaster.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, read, if nothing else, read the Psalms, read the Psalms, read the Psalms. You know, because if nothing else, that will will help you get through, you know, and we we all experience that at times where some days I feel a little stronger than others, you know, some days I'm just so tired that I'm just going, oh, gosh, can I, you know, can I get through this? And, you know, so we all go through that. But
0: well, and and you know, a a very very uh, wise man, you know that that has mentored me along the way. Um, you know, suggested Psalms, Proverbs. Try to do it at least once a month, once a quarter, something. <laughs> Read right. right, both together, and um, usually, what you're, whatever you're going through or whatever
1: you're searching for, can be found in in one of those two books. They absolutely can it's I mean they're really talking about the two guidebooks of life those mm-hmm. out of out of all, of all the books in the Bible those two I think are 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 as relevant today as they were the day that they were written I mean the whole the whole Bible is very relevant but those two books mm-hmm. uh, I think if uh, are just you know guide your whole life using those two books and you'll 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 find yeah. you'll find peace and joy I think.
0: Yeah, especially on a, on a day-to-day living, yes, you know, yes, basis. Yes. Um, well, you know, Bob, I, I really, really appreciate you being a, a guest on, on the show. Um, it's been great talking to you. I have a feeling that we will probably have you back on because this has been a great conversation.
1: Oh, I loved every second of it, Todd. Thank you so much. I, I enjoy it, and I, I love all the work that you do, and, and I really, uh, really enjoyed this. So, yes, anytime.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So with that, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye on this episode. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the song and verse podcast. Hopefully it was an uplifting, honest, and meaningful experience for you. We do accept donations. If you feel led to give to the song and verse ministries, check out song slash donate for a number of different ways to give back. And also be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We hope you tune into the next episode of the Song of podcast. Until then, keep searching for the DNA of God's Word found flowing through song.